Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And welcome in, everybody. Penny for your thoughts. Hope you can stay dry today as it's been raining throughout the morning in downtown Champaign at our studios. Glad to be with you on a Friday with you till 11 o'clock today. We'll have the Rush Limbaugh show starting at 11, and then at noon we'll go out to Fort Collins, Colorado for Illini Volleyball as our sports season gets underway here on DWS and through Learfield and the University of Illinois. Illini Volleyball playing at noon and again at 8 today, so we'll have that for you on the radio here on DWS. Glad you're with us. Hope your week's been a good one. Began the week I did in Nashville, Tennessee. Finishing it up here on a rainy Friday in Champaign. Cloudy, breezy, and cool today and a high of 68, well below the normal of 84. Lots of activities going on in our area, not just here in town, but in the entire area. Muhammad has their festival going on this weekend. You've got the Sweet Corn Festival over in Urbana. We're going to talk a little bit about the Mennonite Sale. The Arthur Mennonite Sale has a huge event every year down there. And we'll talk about that towards the end of the show today at about, I don't know, about 1045 or so. We'll do that this morning. Also, Carol Varell is going to stop in for a couple of minutes sometime in these uh, next uh, few minutes, probably in the next uh, 45 minutes, maybe towards the end of this hour. We'll get an update on her latest cold case she's been working on, get a preview of that for the weekend. We'll have some open line time throughout the morning as well, and much like we did yesterday, had a lot of... uh, Fun conversation yesterday. Had a lot of fun with yesterday. Really enjoyed that. 356-9397 is the phone number. You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Or you can email us, talk at wdws.com. A week from tomorrow is the start of Illini football. So we're getting busy around here, getting ready for that. Some of the national stories today. Hawaii getting hit by the hurricane at the moment. We'll update you on that during the course of the show today. Also, the president and his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, have been exchanging words. This flares up every once in a while, and it's interesting because Jeff Sessions was one of the first major uh, politicians to endorse the president back when he was campaigning a couple of years ago. Of course, the senator, former senator from Alabama, and uh, wound up being named attorney general, and they've been at odds a little bit, on again, off again, throughout uh, the last couple of years. News on that missing uh, University of Iowa student uh, reporting that she was uh, fatally stabbed. There's talk about moving a polling place on campus. They were discussing that last night. And uh, I've got a a little fun feature today just for fun. And uh, we can talk about any or all of those issues. If there's an issue you want to bring up or subject matter you want to bring up. Yesterday we got into life on other planets, which was uh, interesting. Quoted a Star Trek movie a couple of times along the way, but uh, 10 places that should be U.S. states. And some of these you'll hear, and I'll work these in during the course of the show. Some of these you'll hear, you'll be like, yeah, I could see that. And other ones you'll be like, no, that's not going to happen. 
but it is for fun. So why not? It's a rainy Friday. We'll mix that in along the way as well. So three five six nine three nine seven is the phone line. You can verbalize your thoughts there. You can text them in, and you can email us as well. We'll get to all of that. We'll get it started. Busy show today on a Friday. Adam Austin is our producer today. We appreciate Adam and his help, and we're back with more. We'll get it started after this. All right, welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad to be with you today on a, even though it's wet, it's okay. It's cooled off a little bit on a Friday. Hey, did you know that two-thirds of retirees wish they had done things differently during retirement planning? UC Wealth Management's team, including more than 100 wealth professionals with 40 advanced designations, share seven tried-and-true tips from retirees. They say, realize your dream. A clear vision for your golden years is the greatest motivator to prepare well. Get educated. Retirees wish they'd educated themselves on saving options. Make a plan and start budgeting now to achieve your savings goals. These are all common-sense things, right, that sometimes we don't do when we're younger. Contribute today. Even the smallest amount goes a long way in the future. Take advantage of your employer's contribution matching benefits, if offered. Keep contributing and don't touch retirement savings. Monitor your progress. Check in on your short and long-term retirement goals. Turn your dreams into reality. And remember, retirement is a marathon, not a sprint, so plan accordingly. For a guide to your golden years, visit the Resource Center on Busey.com today. The experienced professionals at Busey Wealth Management, ready to create your personalized plan or Check in on your current retirement goals. You can call 1-800-67-BUSEY or visit BUSEY.com today. To the phones we go to Evelyn. Good morning, Evelyn. Hi, Brian. Uh, I wanted to get in a little early before you get off in some of your more pleasant conversations. Um, I was having a, I'm having a problem with my AT&T. Uh, they say I don't pay a certain bill that I, I paid back in April. My point being, I, I thought maybe some of your listeners might be able to tell me, is there any kind of organization like a consumer's advocate, something or other, that you can call and and explain your problem and they can help you resolve it? <laughs> that's kind of what I was wondering. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know, does the Better Business Bureau have an office here or do they... I mean, be, I don't, that's yeah. what I don't know. I, I am just totally at my wits end. This has been going on since last May, hmm. and they keep saying I haven't paid my bill. It's gone to my bank. It shows it on my bank statement. We've even given the routing numbers for that particular thing, and they still won't correct it. Hmm. And, they, I, and not only that, but they're, they've charged me three months of late charges because I haven't paid that bill, which has been paid. I don't know how much more you can tell yeah. AT&T to get them off your back. Well, but. right. Yeah, and you don't want it to affect your credit rating and all that, too. So, Well, and the last one I got, now they're threatening me with interruption of service, and you know what that means. They're yeah. going to shut off my telephone. Yeah. Well, you don't want that. So so, <laughs> no, you're, looking, sure. so, so you're looking for... Yeah. Um, I'm just looking for any kind of organization that would help the consumer, you know, be able to fight somebody like AT&T. I know they're a big company. And another thing, I'd like to have a different telephone company if I could find one, and I can't even find who's service uh, champagne <laughs> to okay. be even change it. All right. Well, very good. I'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be listening until ten o'clock. I have to leave, but unfortunately, okay. if anybody has any uh, suggestions for me, I'd be very glad to hear it. Okay. Do you want to okay. have a number, or do you want to just leave it at that? Uh, 
Well, I'll, I'll just listen until okay. you know till ten o'clock, and if anybody knows anything right now, they can call in, and I'll I'll be listening, and I can write down whatever they tell me then. So All I, right. I'll just I'll just go that direction then. Sounds good, Evelyn. Thank you. Okay. Thank right. you. Good luck. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Three five six nine three nine seven. One uh, texter says the state of Illinois Attorney General's Office Consumer Protection Division is one possibility there, Evelyn. State of Illinois Attorney General's Office Consumer Protection Division. And I don't know if we can find a number somehow, Adam, or Google one or something. Maybe we can come up with something for her. All right. uh, I was going through. I'm just going to throw these in today as we go along just for fun uh, because I love things like this. Uh, Ten places that should be U.S. states, should join the U.S. Because it was predicted, you know how predictions are, right? (laughs) It was predicted in 1914 that Hawaii and Alaska, which were then territories, would never become states for various reasons. Well, it turns out they did. What, 1959? 1959, uh, see, the territory of Hawaii admitted as the 50th state. Of course, Alaska shortly before that. So here are 10 places that should join the United States. And the first one is a place called Jefferson, composed of counties in Northern California and Southern Oregon. Jefferson has been around as an idea since 1941. Residents in that region made a legitimate effort to carve out a new state. They elected a governor in 1941. And since then, Jefferson's proponents have utilized nearly all options to draw attention to their cause, a nonviolent one. While nothing of substance has yet materialized, several historical precedents for allowing new states to form within the borders of older states. West Virginia is probably the most famous case when Charleston seceded from Virginia after Virginia seceded from the U.S. But also Maine left Massachusetts in 1820 was admitted to the American Union as part of the Missouri Compromise. In Kentucky, birthplace of Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis, both both men also left Virginia, becoming the 15th state of the Republic in 1792. So Jefferson, Northern California and Southern Oregon. And, of course, there's always been the talk of California just splitting into two or maybe three states. That's been interesting. All right, Anna Wall is with us. Hi, Anna Wall. Good morning. I heard you yesterday, and I wanted to congratulate you when I heard that you had sent your was it your daughter to Tennessee. You took her to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down to Nashville. She's a senior down yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Well, that's my home state. Oh, is it? And that's who who plans the seeds of my social thoughts. Was the state of Tennessee? So where in where in, te- where in where in Tennessee were you from, Anawal? I'm from South Fulton. Okay. West Tennessee. Oh, okay. But I attended Fisk University. You ever heard of Fisk? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah, that, that's who that's who planted the seeds of my intellect was Fisk University. But my dad had worked up here in Illinois years and years ago, and he wanted me to come to the University of Illinois. So that's how I got down here. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm from Tennessee, and I was delighted 
and to tell you that they got better schools. Now I'm talking about uh, grade schools in elementary now. They got better schools in Tennessee than they got here in Illinois. That's why I will not let my son bring his children to to Champaign to go to school with this Common Core because the schools in Tennessee today are far superior to the elementary schools here in Illinois. Well, my uh, my daughter loves it in Nashville. She uh, is a senior down there, and uh, every time I go down there, there's so many cranes uh, going with building right now. That place is just booming. Yeah. yeah. And while I got you on the phone, because I don't want to call you back no more, I mean, I don't want to bother the station. Oh, no problem. Is uh, about Judge Steinman. I, uh, first of all, want to reiterate that I'm really biased. It's not biased. I don't know what term to use. But all my experiences with Jews, Jewish people, being an Afro-American, for some reason, they've always been positive. And those people helped me tremendously. And uh, I, being a sociologist and having taught sociology, I was quite impressed when I heard Judge Steigman sometime describing some of the crap, you know, when he's on Penny for Your Thoughts. Mm-hmm talking about certain things and it let me know that this man was very aware of the socio-cultural factors associated with the perpetuation of crime and that was unusually some of the best teachers I had at the University of Illinois seemed to be oblivious to that so therefore, I was always impressed with Judge Steigman, mm-hmm. and I hate to say it, but I, and I guess I'm getting a little paranoid, but I sometimes wonder why those same legal people who were critical of him don't say something about the perpetuation of crime in this community. It's getting terrible out here. Every time I turn the TV on or the radio in the morning, I hear about somebody getting shot in this community. Are white folks making money off of crime? I I shouldn't say white folks. Hmm. Are lawyers making money off of crime? That's the question I want to leave with you. All right. Well, very good. Thank you, Anna Wall. Okay, bye. Great to hear from you. Yeah, and the judge will be on, by the way, Wednesday of next week. Let's see here. Some help for Evelyn. There is Attorney General Consumer Fraud Hotline. Okay, you can try this. It's 1-800-243-0618. 1-800-243-0618. Or you can call, uh, you can find out info at the Citizens Utility Board. They say they might be able to help. You can call one 800 Six six nine five 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 six. Hopefully you're writing fast, Evelyn. One eight hundred six six nine five 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 six is the Citizens Utility Board dot uh, org or their 
That's their website, citizensutilityboard.org, 800-669-5556, or the Attorney General Consumer Fraud Hotline, 1-800-243-0618. Hopefully that will help you. All right, 923, if you missed that, call us back and we'll have Adam give it to you. Uh, Don, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, so the evidence is coming out against Mueller. Uh, did you know that uh, you remember right after 9-11 they downed all flights? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they, they let the bin Laden family fly out of America and other Muslims during that time while, while he was... Uh, president of the FBI, and uh, another thing, immediately after 9-11, he put a purge on all all offensive media and material, and he exonerated the Muslim Brotherhood immediately after 9-11. This is the guy we have in charge of this investigation against Trump. It's crazy. Do you believe that? I mean, isn't that, doesn't that make you very angry? Yeah. So what do you, what do you want done? Uh, he should. It should be over. It's a witch hunt. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy should not be in charge, mm-hmm. obviously, and it should have never been put. It should have never, ever been put there. Trump's about to bring it out and take him down. Uh, another one I had, this is just a little little snicker here, I guess. The last four letters in American spell I can. The last four letters in Republican spell I can. The last four letter in Democrats spells rats. Okay. Well, thank you, Don. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> for the lady who, person who called about her AT and T bill, try calling their eight hundred number. So you're getting a lot of help here, Evelyn. Uh, for you, call about your AT and T bill. Try calling their eight hundred number and talk to a supervisor. Don't get off the phone until they've corrected it. Have all your information on hand about former contacts with them, date, when you were, what you were told, and et cetera. And this uh, texter says it's possible they credited her payment to someone else's account. Ask them to check that. All right, so that's all uh, good information. Another texter says Sessions is a plant. He's one of the firewalls. That text just came in. Dave, good morning. Good morning. Uh, excuse, me. <clears throat> excuse me, I'd like to talk about Anna Wall, this, this lady seems to be a wealth, wealth of wisdom. Um, and I was wondering, you know, on her background in sociology, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be um, uh, maybe, I think, from my perspective, a good idea to have her on for an hour or two and just let people call in and, and, uh, and pick her brain. Uh, I think she is very balanced, uh, you know, and she's been through, been through the wars. And uh, I love I love her I love her comments. Uh, w- one other thing is, and maybe on her lighter side, uh, let me give you a little background. Uh, listening to Jack Buck one night and having too many beers, uh, he had Jonathan Winters on, and they got off on a tangent about a country and da da da. And Buck said this, and I think it's so profound now. He said, our, our freedoms are killing us. And, and I think there's, there's some truth to that. There's a lot of entities that are trying to take advantage of, you know, uh, of our Constitution. And uh, one last thing, maybe on a lighter side, I think it would be fun, like, for me, who would I most like, like to have 
a beer with and just shoot the bull. Mm-hmm. Jack Buck. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And I wonder who who people, other people would, you know, if you could pick any, say, sports figure or political figure, who would you like to drink a beer with, cup of coffee or something like that? Mm-hmm. If it's not a man, I'd pick Anna Wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. She might take so, you up okay, on that. Okay. I'll throw it out there this morning. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. All right. Very good. Adam, let's take a break. Now that you just moved everything around, and we'll come back with more in a moment. All right, just right at the uh, bottom of the hour, and let's uh, go to Eric here, just ahead of Michael Kaiser. Hi, Eric. Uh, good morning, Brian. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. You sound great. Well, thank you. A um, couple things. Uh, first, you're talking about uh, the Urban Meyer and what a great coach he is and so forth. Well, his record is is uh, pretty spectacular. Well, if somebody gave you all the aces, all the face cards and everything in a deck of cards, you'd never lose a game, would you? <laughs> well, it does help to have and good players. We, yeah. we just don't know who the who good coach is because there's no equitable player distribution. I know that's how you make your living, but it's just not like it was in the old, old days. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he, just, he started at Bowling Green, and he did pretty very well there, and he went out to Utah which is not exactly a mecca of college football. And, uh, you know, I think went 11-1 and one or 12-0 and 0 one of those years. And, uh, you know, he, he's done well in other places. But you're right. He, once he established himself, the great players came to him. And there's just no stopping that until there's some sort of, some sort of selection out of high school. That's one thing. On a more positive note, uh, there was a feature in the paper yesterday uh, about the Finchley boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know two of the band, three of the band members pretty well. Two of them used to be in the speed skating club, and so that was sort of. We went to the show last night, my brother and me, and uh, they got some new material, and it's just fun to see those guys kicking it. Oh yeah, and they got uh, kind of a, go ahead. We got kind of a dilemma tonight. If you'll step outside your door, I don't know what this is all about. It wasn't in any forecast or anything. I hope it lets up before tonight because <laughs> yeah. they're coming out to Muhammad to do it all over again. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, and they stopped by our uh, radio center here yesterday, and they did some interviews on our sister station, 107.9, so that was pretty cool. Yep. yep. And, of course, Paul Faber was there, and he has the most famous hair, hair in, in, <laughs> in in the entire county, if you know Paul Yes, Faber. yes, he does. Nothing like it. Yep. Thank you, Eric. Well, you bet. Yep, thank you. Yep, with the rain falling, here's Michael Kaiser. He's ready for football and everything else. Let's do it. The Cardinals are doing well. It's it's a good time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I, I, when the Cardinals are doing well in Illinois football starting. You know, it's always exciting to be up in the booth with you guys and uh, traveling around the country as much as I can. Anyway, I don't I don't go all the places, but uh, it's uh, one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, and the Cub fans are saying, "Hey, who's still in first? Hello? I know they are. Yeah, but so. uh, I'd be sweating a little <laughs> bit. But you know, yeah. Milwaukee's been with them there all year long. All year yeah, long, the true. Cardinals just now showed up. Well, they've added Murphy. I think that'll help. Yeah, uh, very it, much so. He's yeah. always been a killer of the Cubs, especially at Wrigley. I think Wrigley, bef- yeah. prior to yesterday, which was his first game with the Cubs at Wrigley Field, uh, he's hit he he hits like four thirteen mm-hmm. at Wrigley Field, and he likes day games. There's a few day games up on the north side of Chicago. Yep. Cole <laughs> Hamels with a complete game last night, so that All was right. fun. All right, uh, we need to get to the news, sure. so we'll do it. All right. The Line Eye Mattress today. 
A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400DWS. Phone number is 356-9397 or email talk at WDWS.com. We're just kind of uh, rocking and rolling our way through a uh, Friday morning here with the rain. Thank you to Michael for the news update. Also, uh, Evelyn had called earlier about getting some help. Uh, Texter says there's no communication between AT&T's mobility billing center and their landline billing center. That's why she said to uh, contact the 800 number of AT&T, try to get all that straightened out if they can, if she can. Also, let's see here. I know nothing about the justice system. This is from a listener. It says, when you have a trial with a judge, like the father who left his baby abandoned in a bean field, does the judge have the authority to say, I've heard enough, we're done? Is that the reason he did not allow the closing argument by his lawyer? He felt enough was enough. That was about the uh, Boytnight uh, case there in the bean field here in the area yeah i don't know that's a good question and probably one that we should let uh, maybe judge steigman cover on wednesday so if you want to retext that on that day or give us a call on that day you can certainly do that next week also jim Dine also may have uh, someone on from the university of illinois they are going to uh, start their new academic year we'll talk about admissions and some different things going on at the university as they get ready to start a new year there course coming up uh, this afternoon down in arthur the 57th annual arthur mennonite relief sale friday august 24th today at four and saturday august 25th 6 a.m start for the pancake breakfast they have locally handcrafted amish furniture swing sets entertainment centers bedroom sets dinettes hutches bookcases secretaries rustic furniture and more lots of books a bake sale Numerous and varied items from 10,000 villages. The food at the sale is ridiculous. Pancakes and sausage, bacon burgers, butterfly pork chops, grilled chicken breasts, padros, is that how you say it? Padros, padros, taco salad on steroids, soft serve ice cream, soft pretzels, fried pies, and so forth. For the kids, a petting zoo, train rides, children's auction going on. Kids put together school kits. I mean, this is something for everybody. And all the proceeds, 20% local, 80% goes to Mennonite Central Committee to help those in need around the world with water systems, emergency situations, food distribution, and health kits. We hope you'll check it out and support. It's been going on a long time down in Arthur. They do a lot of great things in Arthur. 57th Annual Arthur Mennonite Relief Sale. It's at the Auto Center, a half mile south of Arthur. We'll talk more about it in the next hour about the Mennonite sale, but uh, kind of gives you a little taste. You've got that going on. Muhammad has their festival, Urbana Sweet Corn Festival, all getting ready for a big weekend here in our area. Man, we got a lot of stuff going on. All right, back to the phones here to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, Brian. I'm calling in about this latest swamp creature that they've uncovered in Washington, the Republican Duncan Hunter. Now, he's a real profiles and courage kind of guy. When they first, first caught him, he did, of course, the standard thing. Well, it's the Democrats. It's politically motivated. It's a, a deep state that's doing all this to me. 
Well, today he comes out and he says, it was my wife that did everything. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know that the $19,000 we spent on an Italian vacation was coming out of my uh, campaign funds. And my wife, she had complete control over it. I didn't know that... uh, you know that the money was coming out, and, and if, if anything, why do these people go to Washington and think that they have a way to pay for their personal stuff just through contributions of people that believe in them uh, to get them elected? Why don't they just stay in the private sector and make money the old-fashioned way? Steal it from the private sector. Well, there's I mean, some, it, something about uh, there's something you're talking about. Duncan Hunter in Southern California, I believe. That's uh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what happens, and you know, not it doesn't happen to all of them, but something about power and money and access and all of that, and it's like human nature. You get sucked into it somehow. And it's Democrat and Republican. Yeah. It's not one sided. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. it it happens. I, I it happens both know. ways. Yeah. So um, they just all clear him out. I mean, and he's on the ballot, just like that uh, Chris Collins uh, that caught for insight, got caught for insider training. They're both on the ballot. They could very well get elected again and send them back uh, as accused felons. So uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, sometimes it's a mess, but it's not, uh, it's not the first time. I mean, this goes back a long ways, but. Well, all right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Yep. Good to hear from you. Three five six nine three nine seven. One other uh, listening. Ten places that should be or could be U.S. states, just for the fun of it here today. Puerto Rico, in at number nine, officially an unincorporated territory of the U.S. Puerto Rico was acquired by Washington along with Cuba and the Philippines in the course of the Spanish-American War of eighteen ninety-eight. Not quite an annex state. Not quite a colony. The island's been in legal limbo since the war with Spain ended. Of course, they've had several referendums. Number eight, northern, I don't know if I'm saying this right, northern Mariana Islands and Guam. When the U.S. beat Spain in its 1898 foray into imperialism, Washington took Guam but left the rest of the northern Mariana Islands to Spain, which then sold off the possessions to Germany. And Japan seized the islands from Germany in World War I. The U.S. took the islands from Japan in World War II and then placed those islands in its newly created United Nations Trust Territory of the Pacific Islands. Unification was voted for with Guam, but never happened. Both territories continued to send one non-voting delegate to the U.S. House of Representatives. If the two commonwealths merged and became a state in the American Union, the locals would finally be self-governing. And Americans would get a state with a high strategic and economic value in the South Pacific. Not too shabby. 3569397. A texter says the city should yank the liquor license from the place on Hickory. That's pretty generic there, but I, I assume people know what that what that is. But they say the city should yank the liquor license from the place on Hickory. All right, let's see here. Alan, good morning. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Brian? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, three points. Uh, first, I wanted to say that I'll jump on the Anawal bandwagon. I always love it when she calls in and bashes on Common Core. Need to have more people 
get up in arms about that. Um, second thing about the lady with the phone, if she has the i3 fiber optics, she can get phone service through a company called UMA. You buy a box for $100, and then your service is less than $10 a month. So hmm, okay. And it's, how do you, is it UMA, U-M-A, or? Uh, O-O-M-A. O-O-M-A, okay. Yeah. Look it up on the Internet. Okay. And third, third uh, question, how come you guys always have so many government agency ads on, like Hannity or Rush? Oh, as far as um, they're connected to Hannity and or, are you talking uh, real estate, or are you talking uh, ads that sound like they would run no, on like those shows? federal uh, emergency or whatever, you know, the guy's mm-hmm. on talking to his kids about what to do in an emergency. I'm so sick of that ad. <laughs> Um, yeah. it's just, they're all, they're all government agency ads yeah. and there seem to be all on Hannity and, and mm-hmm. Rush. It's like, can you guys get advertising from local people or what's the deal? Well, I don't know that in that particular case, I don't know, but what usually happens is when you are carrying a show like Rush or Hannity, there's a contract between our company and this is all over the country too, but our company and their production company. And basically, as part of the deal to carry those shows, you also have to air some of their commercials. And that's how they get their commercials all over the country in various places. It's just kind of like a, a trade-out or a part of your contract. It's like with uh, when we do business with Learfield for the Illini games. Learfield gets to sell so many spots that they have, and then we get to sell some other spots, too. So you hear them both. Okay. It's kind of how it works. I just always thought it was kind of ironic that, yeah. you know, get two – Two big conservatives, and most of their ads are government agency ads. It always yeah. seems kind of strange to me. <laughs> Very good. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Alan. Uh, 9.48. Let's go to Tony. Good morning, Tony. Hi. Good morning. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Bill on this Duncan guy throwing his wife under the bus. That was pretty pretty bad to throw your, your wife underneath the bus like that. Um sure he'll need a divorce lawyer soon um and then the guy that called in the last half hour talking about Mueller and he how he couldn't believe that we have Mueller running the investigation that's pretty much what he said right uh, I think so yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah can you believe we have a president who had unprotected sex with not only a playboy playmate but a porn star and then paid them both over a hundred and sixty thousand dollars and lied to the American people about it on the airplane when he said he had no idea about his best friend, the guy whose office was right down the hallway from him and who is on tape saying he needs to handle the situation. But then he got on the plane on Air Force One and told the media that he had no idea. That was all Michael Cohen's doing. Yeah. So if you but think just the fact that we have a just, just we have a fact that we have a president that would have unprotected sex with a porn star is pretty unbelievable to me. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think if people would have known all that, they wouldn't have voted for him? Well, I, I, I would say a lot of your Republican um, friends, and probably yourself, <laughs> just being honest, um, hated Hillary so much that he probably still would have won. But the fact that they're still with him after all this stuff comes out is the thing that I find astonishing. Uh, you know, if we would have had Hillary in there, yeah, she's done some bad things too, but Bill would have been running things behind the scenes. And I got to tell you what, when Bill Clinton was president, we had peace and prosperity. 
and that's pretty much what he gave us. Um, and he was able to have affairs, and he still run the country. And um, Trump hasn't proven to me that he's able to do that. Yeah, well, and John Kennedy had uh, a lot of women, too. So. Yeah, yeah, you know. and they did a good job. Yeah. So someone shot him. But thank you. All right, thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven. We're at nine fifty. Carol Varell is going to come in here in a few minutes. Let's go to Stan. Stan the man. How are you? Hey. Good morning, Brian. Oh, I got a lot of things I could talk about, but let's just stick to one topic right now, and that is the fact that tr- tr- the Trump crime family is doing everything they can to, to destroy our judicial system and legal system in this country. His comments yesterday or the day before about uh, prosecuting people that flip is every mafiosa boss's dream is that anybody that flips on them gets put in jail so they can't do that. That is every crime family's ultimate dream is to put those flippers in jail and Donald Trump wants to do it. He has a crime family. He is committing impeachable offenses on every day he's he is he has done multiple treasonous events by having secret meetings with uh, the united states biggest adversaries for the past 70 years uh, and making sure that the people of this country don't get to know what's going on this is the most prosecuted uh, government in the uh, modern history with all of the impeachments and confessions and uh, guilty uh, verdicts and this, that, and the other. And yet you have the, uh, the Trump people who are basically um, drones of the uh, corporate right-wing media saying that he's doing a good job. He is destroying our Constitution. All right. Hey, Stan, i got to move, but thank you, sir. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. Uh, Rick texted in right before then. He said, where's Stan? Let's get the party started, he said. And then somebody else texted in and says, see you next week. No Stan for me ever. <laughs> okay. All right, 9.53. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to have to take a quick break. Carol Varell is going to join me momentarily. We'll have more calls after the top of the hour. Also going to get an update on the Hawaiian hurricane going on. And also the Arthur Mennonite sale. All of that coming up in the next hour and your phone calls. First, this quick break. All right. Some days you want to just sail away, right? When it's when it's raining. That is a great song. That's what they're doing in Hawaii right now. That's right. All that rain out there from the hurricane. All right, Governor, a couple of texts in about womanizing. We'll get to that here after uh, Trump was brought up. All right, Carol Varell is here, and yes. uh, she handles our cold cases mm-hmm. for Crime Stoppers. And you have a new one coming up. I do, this Don't, Sunday. Tell me about it. We're taking a, a look at a really puzzling double homicide that occurred um, in rural Christman in 2008. Mark Prossy and Ryan Riddle, good friends, good guys. Um, no criminal history, um, found dead in Mark Prossi's house um, that night after nobody could reach them. Both of them shot multiple times. And to this day, they still can't figure out who did it and why. Hmm. 
it's just one of those mysteries that just baffles. It's just baffling. Mm. So who all have you talked to in this? Um, I talked to um, Illinois State Police Sergeant Kim Cessna and Ryan Riddle's stepfather, um, Terry Romine. And so um, you'll hear from both of them. Um, Sergeant Cessna um, gives an overview of the case at t- up to this point and the, the kinds of um, areas that they've looked into. Mm. And Terry Romine talks about it from the side of being a stepdad who he's been, he was Ryan's stepdad um, since uh, he was seven, since Ryan was seven. And mm. he, when he died, he was 32. Mm. And how long ago was this? Does this go back? This was in um, uh, January 28th of 2008. Okay, so we're talking 10 years. And we're talking 10 years. Yeah. So we're hoping that maybe some this will jog a memory. Mm-hmm. It uh, might give somebody finally courage to come forward and say, hey, I, I heard this, I know this. Police say no matter how small you may think the information you have is, let them know. And you just had a case recently where some charges were filed in a case. Yeah. Right? Congratulations Thrilled. on yeah, that. Yeah, very happy that police and the state's attorney's office were finally able to get the information they needed to get a case and um, a case that will stick. So the man who is accused of um, gunning down Gus Edwards in custody and will be going to trial. Hmm. Well, we're going to have, we had you on here. It's going to be Sunday morning. Sunday morning. In the News Gazette. In the News Gazette. Also um, online at news-gazette.com. And there's also a podcast, um, then that's where you'll hear my interview and my story Mm -hmm. um, where I interviewed uh, Sergeant Cessna and Terry Romine. And the podcast will be up Sunday morning as well? Sunday morning, 6 a.m. Okay. Yep. Well, we'll look forward to that. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks. Yeah. Retirement treating you well? It is. I mean, you're not retired. You are retired, (laughs) but you're not retired. (laughs) So. But good. No, this this is really good stuff. And uh, I think it's just, you know. You know, it's a passion of mine, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just hope that we can help bring justice to these cases that remain unsolved. All right, so look for that starting 6 a.m. Sunday morning. Listen for it, and uh, you can get the next cold case with Carol Varell. Carol, thank you. You bet. Stay dry. I w- I'll try. Yeah. Don't nice, want to melt. Nice to be inside. <laughs> yes, you're very sweet. You'll melt if you go outside. You know. All right, the news is coming up next. Back to our phone calls, emails, and texts. We are going to get an update on the hurricane in Hawaii. We'll talk about that a little bit right after the top of the hour. And the Arthur Mennonite sale, all that and more, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Any for your thoughts, continuing here on this Friday. I heard the uh, sailing Christopher Cross song. That was the number one song this week in 1980. That's why we uh, slid that in there. And also, uh, happy birthday to Mike Huckabee, 63 today. Vince McMahon, the chairman of the World Wrestling Entertainment Pro Wrestling Empire, is 73. Cal Ripken Jr. is 58 today. And uh, this is the day in uh, 79 A.D. that Mount Vesuvius erupted, killing an estimated 20,000 people. Got some emails in on previous presidents. And their history a little bit. We'll get into that. Also a question about a cold case. We'll do that as well. They're coming up in just a few minutes. 3569397 is the phone number. Raining outside here. Jim Roop is with us from Westwood One. And uh, Hawaii is getting uh, thrashed today. Hey, Jim, every time we have you on, there's kind of a disaster or something going on. So it just kind of worked out again. 
Yeah, well, you know, this that's Mother Nature at work here. Uh, Hawaii, as you say, is just getting uh, pummeled, although Hurricane Lane has just been downgraded to a Category 2. So you have sustained winds at about 110 miles per hour. Again, those are sustained winds. That's constant wind at 110 miles per hour. And then you add about another 20 mile per hour or so to the gusts that happen. So they could get up to 130, 140 miles per hour, those gusts. It is going to be a whole weekend's worth of rain and wind. Uh, Hawaii is definitely not out of danger because Hurricane Lane, even though it is uh, a weakened uh, hurricane now, kind of a normal hurricane as we call it instead of a major one, once you get uh, below Category 3, it's still moving north toward the islands. It is expected to turn west relatively soon, maybe at least by tomorrow. But in the meantime, there is what we call the cone of uncertainty, where the path could go, and Hurricane Lane could make a, little, a slight right turn before it starts to turn left, which would take it even closer to the islands, uh, creating more storm surge, uh, more flooding, uh, more damage uh, between uh, from the wind and the rain. So definitely not out of the woods yet, and it's going to be a very, very long weekend for the folks on the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah, did I see, Jim, at 31 inches? as of early this morning and one of the uh, reporting stations down there? Yeah, and, and they think it's going to be up to 40-plus inches of rain when all is said and done, uh, maybe by tomorrow night. So another 20 or so inches of rain will continue to fall. It's just so big. I mean, this thing's like 300 miles wide uh, and, and, I mean, and slow. It's about 6 miles per hour. That's why all the rain, it is, it is very moist, this particular storm. Mm. All, just dumping rain. all of the islands, Jim, affected pretty much. I mean, they're all right there together. I would assume they're all right. getting rain. Yeah, but the good news is the Big Island is now off of hurricane warning status. Uh, it, it, has, it has moved away. Uh, hurricane Lane has moved away from uh, from the, uh, the, the Big Island of Hawaii, mm -hmm. uh, having a lot of damage. So now there's more tropical force wind warnings on the Big Island than there is for the other islands in the chain. But the entire state is still... Under, uh, under under a warning of some kind. So the Big Island is out of the woods uh, for the most part as far as hurricane force winds go, but not out of the woods as far as rain because the rain is still there even though uh, Hurricane Lane has weakened. The eye wall kind of collapsed overnight, and so did much of uh, the inside of that hurricane, which is why it weakened. And then with the wind shear that comes off the islands, and one of the reasons why hurricanes don't make landfall on the Hawaii Islands very often is because the wind, the wind forces it back out. So that's the good news, is that it's not going to be a direct hit. It'll just be a lot of damage, a lot of power outage uh, going on over the Hawaiian Islands, and a long weekend for everybody there. Yep, Jim uh, Roop is with us here from Westwood One, covering the Hawaii hurricane this morning for a couple more minutes. Yeah, you mentioned Hawaii. They don't they don't get a lot of hurricanes because of those winds, right? The trade winds and so forth. Yeah, I think the last time they got a major hurricane was 26 years ago, something like that. I mean, they're used to tropical storms. That happens all the time out in the Pacific. But the trade winds, you know, the, that wind shear, uh, the, the winds are pretty strong, which is why if you fly to Hawaii, it takes longer to get there from the mainland than it does to get to from Hawaii back to the mainland because that jet stream, those winds are coming back this way from Hawaii to the mainland, which is what pushes the hurricane away from the island. So that's 
that's why that happens. But you're absolutely right. Uh, th- they do get them. They're rare because of the wind that come off the island. Uh, this time, though, Mother Nature decided she's in charge and sending uh, Hurricane Lane at least toward the islands anyway. But again, it depends on when this thing turns left. If it continues north for a little while longer, more storm surge, more damage. If she turns left uh, earlier than forecast, uh, then that's even better news for the islands. We've got a lot of basketball fans here, Jim, that uh, follow the University of Illinois. They're going to be out in the Maui Invitational in November. Uh, so we get always a lot of interest. Uh, how are the rest of the islands doing? Are the rain amounts heaviest on the Big Island, or Maui getting some too? I guess Maui's getting well, not yet. Maui's getting a lot of wind at this point. Mm-hmm. The rain hasn't gotten there just yet, which is why there's a wildfire. <laughs> this is another <laughs> thing, man. It's, Hawaii just had just had the volcano thing going on. There's there's this hurricane happening, and and on Maui there's this wildfire that's burning out of control, and it's being pushed by these winds. So hopefully the rain will get there and douse a lot of that because the crews are working hard on that. But so Maui is Maui's um, has its own issues at this point. <laughs> but by November, uh, everything should be perfect. Yeah, well we're hoping so. But uh, well, Jim, thanks for the update uh, out there. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, Jim Roop with Westwood One covering the uh, hurricane. Yeah, 51-mile-an-hour gusts on Oahu. Well, that's pretty strong. It's not, uh, you know, 100-mile-an-hour or anything like that, but the rain is the biggest thing, I would think. 31 inches of rain at uh, one of the reporting stations in about 24 hours. All right, uh, 356-9397. I'm going to uh, had a question here about another cold case. I'm going to have Carol come back in real quick uh, here in a minute. I'll go get her. Talking about cold cases has there been any more updates about the lady from Candlewood in Muhammad that was murdered years ago? I'll ask her about that. And uh, several responses to the uh, Trump womanizing. Joni says Bill Clinton had an affair in the White House. Of course, that was the Monica Lewinsky. Uh, and was impeached. Perhaps people have forgotten that he wasn't squeaky clean. And then another texter says, I hope you're not trying to legitimize Trump's womanizing just because Kennedy did as well. Neither is right as well as Bill Clinton's affairs. Well, you're absolutely right. There's no, it's all wrong. Wrong is wrong. I agree with you. Just because someone else did it doesn't make Trump's affairs legitimate. Uh, you're absolutely right. Hey, even FDR, what, didn't he have a, a lady friend that was with him at the time he died down in Georgia? And if I've read the book on FDR and all that went on there, and, you know, he had a woman with him all the time who was not Eleanor. Um, and they made uh, discreet attempts to move him around different places. And that's not to tarnish FDR. I'm just saying that humans are humans no matter where we are. I mean, it's not doesn't make it right. But uh, if you, you know, if you want to think that Trump's the first one that's been involved in some of this stuff, uh, it, it's just not true. I mean, it goes way, way, way back. Because it's human nature. But again, doesn't make it right. And they will have to account to uh, someone when uh, they pass away for all of that. Like all of us, right? Uh, also, Lou says, is your previous caller, is your previous caller who is so bothered by Trump's alleged affairs before taking office, so outraged by Bill Clinton's affair with Lewinsky while in office, Kennedy's womanizing, the caller needs to get over himself and grow up. Have a great day, Brian. So those are some of the texts that came in during the news. 356-9397. To the phones we go to Tom. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Brian. Well, you know, I heard this. I just heard this rumor about it. I wouldn't put nothing past Jared or Hoover. 
but word has uh, that he had uh, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt watched, and uh, she was and even had her watched in Mantua, Illinois. She came to visit the Air Force Base, stayed the local motel, and uh, he had the dog in Mantua, Illinois. I mean, I just heard that. And the other thing I was going to say is, I heard this on WDWS. All I can think of is the word "ouch." Uh, there's a girl. Uh, you may have heard this at the Piatt County Courthouse. People don't know Monticello, Illinois. Jumped over the third rail of that courthouse, landed on the second floor. She was getting ready to go into court. So something I obviously was bothering her pretty bad. But you know that ain't no normal court. I, mean, I, I grew up over there, so I've been in that courthouse from what I like to admit that. That's a long distance from the third to the second floor, second to first. And them floors are marble, and they don't give. And if one of didn't kill her, she did injure her neck. But I just didn't know people out there in Radio Lynn had heard that. But well, yeah, I did hear I about said, that. And, yeah, I've been in that courthouse. Unfortunately, I was there because I was trying to get my um, – I had a speeding ticket in Monticello. <laughs> coming, yeah, yeah. coming coming out of town there on that little Monticello roads <laughs> right out of town where they uh, – yeah, and I, it was, uh, boy, if there's ever a place that you can get caught, it's right there. But, but anyway, I got <laughs> stopped there. Sure. I, I had to go back and get my license from them, you know, when my time was up. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, I served jury duty and got $76 and then I paid, turn around and they're spending 75 on day. So I netted $1 there. But, uh, yeah, well, the yeah, point, that, the uh, point I was making is that I've been in there. I know what you mean. That's a long way down. So, yeah, it's not like a conventional, no. Modern building where the floors aren't so high. Them are very high because yeah. that. Uh, well, I was talking to some old guys in 1980. They were sitting on the courthouse lawn, and getting ready to walk down to the dentist. And, and one guy said, "Well, I remember when they uh, laid the cornerstone for that uh, courthouse. I don't remember what year you know it was built, but it uh, like the old most old courthouses. There's a long shot to the between <laughs> floors." <laughs> I hope she's going to be all right. Yep, uh, me too. And, uh, hey. Definitely need some counseling. And, uh, yeah. but, uh, okay, Brian, thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend, Tom. We appreciate it. We're at uh, 1021, and we've got Henry. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Brian. Uh, I think way back in the day, uh, any hurricane out that way around the Hawaiian Islands, uh, mm-hmm. was, I think they were called typhoons at that time out in the Pacific. But that, yep. that's just from bouncing yep. off. Yeah, typhoon. And sometimes, I think, in the Indian Ocean, they're called cyclones, right? Yeah, and cyclones in mm-hmm. the Indian Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was stand before Carol Varel. Uh, I, I just caught the last end of it. Mm-hmm. But this outrage is really very selective, and I want to congratulate him for appointing himself as uh, Now, I, know, I realize this is a court of public opinion, but he's basically appointed himself as judge, prosecutor, jury, and executioner. So why do we even need Congress when we have people like Stan who, you know, will will do the job of impeaching the president since that he sees that fit? And, you know, he's a man of, of passion, of unbridled passion, and, you know, I'm sure he'll get the job done. Uh, I'm being facetious there, of course. Yeah, but well. his, his perceptions are flawed by all the media propaganda that he's swilled o- over the last few months. Because I'm not aware of, of any of these things having been adjudicated in, uh, against Trump. And I, and I didn't vote for Trump. Uh, but uh, none of these have been adjudicated in Congress or in a court of law. 
and even compare him to Bill Clinton with his womanizing. Bill Clinton, uh, were to hear, now listen to the Me Too movement, uh, he is alleged to have raped women, and there have been no allegations, Juanita Wadrick being one of them. There's no allegation that Trump ever did that. Yeah, he's a womanizer. Uh, he grew up in Queens. He was a billionaire, played the Democrat for most of his life. I don't know if he regrets what he did. I'm sure he does, especially, you know, married to the beautiful wife that he has now. But uh, like you say, it's going to be left to the judge of all. And Stan has conveniently forgotten about what's been euphemistically called, or at least tongue-in-cheek, the Clinton crime family, even to this day, even what Hillary did in the State Department. You know, yeah, that hasn't been adjudicated either, but I think there's been some clear crimes even in government by that, uh, by, by Hillary, and also Obama administration. He, he went after whistleblowers, and there's a clear record of that, mm-hmm. of whistleblowers mm-hmm. that have been prosecuted during his administration. Hey, Henry, i got to move, but thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Hey, you bet. Yep, uh, have, have a great weekend. If you ever need collision repairs on your vehicle, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, a full-service collision repair facility. They're very passionate about their business. They truly care. They've been at it two decades, 23,000, 25,000 vehicles. They've lost count. Dave and Bill are absolutely hands-on. They uh, work with all the insurance companies to ensure your vehicle is returned to factory safety specifications. They know the repair business inside and out. They've worked as insurance adjusters. They've ran body shops. They know what a hassle this is, and it just is not any fun. Okay, you're in a wreck, you hit a mailbox, you back into somebody else's car trying to get out of a crowded spot at Walmart. I mean, it all happens, right? Free estimates are always offered on any of that. And between Neal and Prospect uh, exits on I-74, south side of the interstate, Canyon Drive is where you can find them. Very attractive building, very easy to find. Hopefully you don't need them. If you do, we hope you'll use them with our recommendation. They'll do a great job for you. Gallo Miller dot com is the website all right ten twenty five a break back with more after that when I graduated from college nineteen eighty six this was the number one song in the country Winwood 1029 here at DWS. All right, we're mentioning states, places that could be states, potentially, and some of this is kind of just all for fun. But Jefferson in Northern California and Southern Oregon, Puerto Rico, Northern Mariana Islands and Guam, the Marshall Islands, south and east of the uh, Mariana Island group. They have a history that looks remarkably similar to that of the neighbors with Spain and Germany, Japan, and the U.S. Now, this is just for fun. These are This was uh, put out by a real clear history. Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. This is where things start to get crazy. The prairie provinces of Canada have long been at odds with the eastern establishment of Canada and consider Canada's west coast province of British Columbia to be full of hippies. If that sounds familiar, it's because the prairie provinces share much of the same culture as the people located in American flyover country. All three provinces would benefit immensely from the influx of not only American capital, but also American immigration, and the U.S. would benefit from the addition of states that share 
many of the same cultural traits as many of the Republic's conservatives. Adding three stars to Old Glory to welcome Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba would be an amazing, mutually beneficial accomplishment for both sides of the Federation. Okay, that's not going to happen. Something to think about, though. <laughs> Carol Verrill, we had a question off air. You're talking about cold cases. Uh, yes. Any more updates about the lady from Candlewood and Muhammad that was murdered a few years ago? Um, I'm assuming they mean Holly Cassano. Mm -hmm. And um, that is another case that has investigators um, working really, really hard trying to get that case solved. And you know, they, they work all the leads that they get. The, the county sheriff's office is uh, the one pursuing that case. And uh, what they hope is that somebody will eventually give them some information where they can move forward mm. and finally make an arrest and give them that key evidence. Yeah. So um, anybody that might have some information, uh, they would really appreciate a call to the county sheriff's office, investigations over there, or uh, you can always call Crime Stoppers at 373-TIPS or go to the 373tips.com and uh, go to that's the website for mm -hmm. Crime Stoppers. All right. Thank you, Carol. You bet. We appreciate it. Michael Kaiser is up next with the news. 1031. All right. Hang on, callers. Uh, I ran a little long here. Michael's next with the news, and then we'll come back. And the uh, lines are full, and we're talking, and we're working our way through a Friday. We're back after the news. Policy Institute. A penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Working our way through a Friday, penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS, full bank of calls here, and we've got a guest coming up here in a moment. We'll tell you about the Arthur Mennonite sale. Get to some phone calls here just before him. Uh, Stephen, Pam, Starwalt, we told you about them with Keller Williams. They also have a great uh, partner, Damian Spencer at Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal. If there are some open houses you're going to go to this weekend and you're thinking, boy, I wonder what I'd be pre-approved for. How much could I afford to even do? Well, you can find that out not next week and not next month, but today. You can find that out this afternoon. Uh, just uh, get a hold of Damien at Fisher National Bank. Maybe you're downsizing. Maybe your family's grown. You need to upsize a little bit. Uh, Stephen Pam Starwald at Keller Williams, we've told you about them. Well, they're lined up with Damien Spencer. And if you call 239-7156, get a hold of Stephen Pam, and they'll get you in touch with Damien and uh, get you the information you need. So you're armed with the information. Nothing like going in and just kind of, well, this is a really nice place, but, boy, I don't think I can afford it. Well, find out. Maybe you'll be approved for more than you think. Maybe your credit's that good. So uh, make sure you take advantage of the opportunity. If you have any questions about buying a home, how much is needed for your mortgage, call 239-7156. You can Google Starwald as well. But they'll get you in touch. Damian Spencer, Fisher National Bank, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. They have locations in Champaign, Muhammad, and Fisher as well. But uh, Damian at Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal. All right. Before we get to uh, the Arthur Mennonite sale and Professor Emerson Nafziger, who just returned from Alaska. Is that right? That's Alaska? correct, yeah. No cornfields in Alaska? I didn't see any. Okay. All right, you can take these calls with me here. Let's uh, go to Brian. Brian, how are you? Uh, very good. Um, man, it's clear to me that uh, Robert Mueller isn't concerned at all about Russian collusion. He is clearly now only solely focused on impeaching Donald Trump. 
for if he was con- uh, concerned about Russian collusion, he'd be investigating Hillary Clinton when her political campaign paid the Russians millions of dollars for some phony information on Donald Trump in order to overturn a presidential election. And that's the only reason we have Robert Mueller now. And we've got him ransacking uh, uh, Trump's private attorney's office and, you know, going after all of his friends and associates and putting the full weight of the government down on these people in order to get them to squirm and and say something in order for him to, to, to roll out the impeachment thing. Now, if, uh, if uh, Mueller went after Lanny Davis and ransacked his office on the Clintons, I wonder what he'd come up with. The real threat to our Constitution and our republic right now is an out-of-control Justice Department punishing political enemies with the full weight of the government behind them, using the, the Department of Justice and the IRS. And, you know, they've, they've recorded everybody's phone calls now. They know pretty much about anybody. And it should scare everybody to death that your own Justice Department can go after anybody they want to, and, and you know, you can indict a ham sandwich, you know. It seems like the, the investigation is very unfair, very one-sided, and he's completely off the mark. He's not investigating Russian collusion. He's investigating anything he can get to create a crime to impeach Trump. All right. Hey, Brian, thanks for your thoughts today. I appreciate that. And Dave is up next. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning, Brian. I um, I was going to talk about uh, something else at the county board, but it's just you, you've got a guest, and I'll just mention this, that Steve Winwood's song um, is great. Higher love. My, uh, my three-year-old loves uh, jamming out to that in the car, turn up the volume really loud, and, and loves it. You know, it's got the great drums and everything in it. And oh. uh, the the only thing that ruins that song is that that eighties that horn blast. Yeah, it's like the synthesizer <laughs> horn blast thing. But I'll save my county board stuff for next week. Uh, and uh, looking forward to hearing from your guests. All right, hey, thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. And before we get to our guest, Professor Emerson Nafsinger, we'll uh, let's go to John. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, Brian. And I will tell you, I don't have no women in my closet. <laughs> You're you're but, you're, uh, cl- you're clean and green, huh? Yeah, I'm clean. Uh, I, me myself, I'd like to defend the teachers, and I'd like to defend the schools in Champaign. Um, a lot of times, these teachers are doing the best they can. It starts at home, people. If your child want to learn A through Z, it starts at home. You don't sit. You don't. You know, we we growing up. We're in a time right now where things have changed. Some kids think they run the home, but I remember my mother was like five five. My God, you even she could read your mind before you could. <laughs> so it's a different time. But my hands go out for these teachers in Champaign County because they're doing the best they can and they're trying to make things work. You would not believe how many children in Chicago would love to come to school down here. Mm-hmm. So my hat goes out to these teachers. These teachers are doing good. It starts at home. Yep, good points, John. You got a parent, you got better parent, you have better kids. Thank you, John. Take good, care. good to hear from you, Professor Emerson Nafziger. You were over at the University of Illinois, right? Well, I spent my career there. I'm officially retired, but still uh, 
at least somewhat on the job. So. <laughs> Studying crops? I look at uh, corn and soybeans for uh, in Illinois mostly, and mm-hmm. um, my research right now is mostly on corn and on nitrogen, so we're always interested in how the crop is doing yeah. and how things are going. So as you study, how, how do they look? Well, they look outstanding. Uh, I guess we're going to wait and see. The, the prices aren't getting anybody too excited, and there's not a lot of reasons for that, but certainly our ability to produce big crops of corn and soybean hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been decreasing lately, so that's, that's a part of it. Well, in the middle of all the cornfields, we didn't bring you on to talk crops, but in the middle of all of that is the uh, Mennonite uh, sale, the Arthur Mennonite sale. Is it 57 years? That's correct. Yeah. This is the 57th one, yes. Mm-hmm. And always a huge event. It is. Uh, it's a big event, certainly there locally. Uh, mm-hmm. They have lots of events there that are sort of in this vein of uh, raising funds, and this is this is one that's been going on there for a long time. Well, tell me about it. What what what's what are people going to find when they get down there? A lot of furniture, right? There is. Uh, we sort of pride ourselves on taking advantage of uh, where it's located and getting uh, new, high quality furniture there. Um, at uh, some donated, some that we have to mm-hmm. pay a price for, but we uh, we think that's a real draw. And if people want high quality furniture at uh, and be able to help people out as well, mm-hmm. this is uh, a good place to come. It's Amish furniture. You got swing sets, entertainment centers, bedroom sets, dinettes, uh, bookcases, and a- anybody that knows anything about furniture knows that Amish furniture is something special about it. It is. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like woodworking and this sort of thing. Don't do much, but like it uh, and appreciate the quality. And I helped unload it yesterday, and uh, and this won't be a disappointment to anyone. Well, the other big uh, part of this, I think people have enjoyed all the 57, 56 previous times it's been, has been the food. That's the right. The food's incredible, right? It, it is. Uh, you know, people, I, I know the Sweet Corn Festival <laughs> is this weekend, and uh, – but uh, I'd encourage people to try to do both. And uh, mm-hmm. tonight we start this afternoon about 4.30. Uh, food will start to be available, and we'll have a variety of things. Just come down and find out what's there. But the pulled pork is tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow is uh, breakfast starts early at 6. And uh, we're going to have a variety of food stuffs then at, at uh, during the day, both tonight and tomorrow. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, come and, and don't come with the idea of, you know, getting all you can eat for a low price. Come with the idea that, uh, that you're going to do some people a lot of good in the world and, uh, and also go away uh, not very hungry. Well, looking at all this, you mentioned the pancakes and sausage, uh, other food available, uh, lunches at 11, uh, bacon burgers, butterfly pork chops, grilled chicken breasts. Is it Padros? Pedro's? Pedro's. Pedro's? That's a, yeah. a, it's kind of a taco salad with mm. a plus. So it's it's be real popular, and they, mm. they typically sell out of it. So it's a, it's one that I wouldn't have been familiar with before, <laughs> but uh, it certainly is one that uh, there's usually a line for. Well, I got a text in. says, Brian, I'm an Arthur resident. My favorite part of the Mennonite Relief Sale is the hot, soft pretzels. They make them fresh in front of you, and they're unbelievable in all caps. Kevin says, nothing like the hard, stale pretzels you'd get at the typical concession stand. You can put cheese sauce or cinnamon sugar on it. But in my opinion, why mess up perfection? It's like putting chocolate sauce on a homemade vanilla ice cream. 
That, that I would agree with every word of that. Uh, <laughs> the donuts, the baked goods, those are always big sellers as well. So they make them right there. People get up really early in the morning and uh, and get those so they're they're right there and fresh made. And it's, um, you know, the auction is also a big central part of this. And all of the things that are listed there, like the furniture and so on, are, are sold through the auction. Mm-hmm. Um and the auction starts, uh, I believe, at 6 o'clock this evening and then begins again at 9 o'clock uh, tomorrow morning. And people, it's a regular auction, uh, and we have volunteer auctioneers that come in, and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a fun thing, and most people have been to those and know how that works. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting v- mixture of things that sell at the auction, well, one of the things that we have there that people might not be familiar with is what we call blessing bids. Mm-hmm. We know in this day's world that a lot of people with means don't really want to cart off another uh, something to put in their house. And so mm-hmm. we make it possible to just basically make a donation through the auction. So at various times tonight and tomorrow morning or tomorrow, we will sort of pause and say, now we're going to take bids for example, one that I have uh, here is water filters for wells in Mozambique. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of the projects that the Mennonite Central Committee, that's who gets the bulk of the funds that we raise in this sale, uh, this is one of the projects that they have around the world. Mm. Clean water is so essential. In so many of these countries, uh, third world countries and different places around the world, just contaminated water is is the source of a lot of trouble. It really is. Um, Our entree to Mennonite Central Committee was serving in Bangladesh back in the 1970s. So we were there before we moved to Champaign. And uh, so we know firsthand what some of these struggles are and how important it can be um, for people to uh, help out Mm -hmm. in, in regions like that. We certainly can't solve all the problems by donating here, but we can make a we can make a contribution, and that's mm-hmm. the important part. Well, and uh, India, uh, Mozambique, uh, eighty dollars water wells. Uh, you've got school kits, relief kits. All of those are on the blessing bid list. Yes, for this year, so people can help out with that. Uh, and if you're thinking about, well, should I bring the kids? Uh, the answer would be yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some uh, kids entertainment specifically there. Uh, if it's if it's raining a lot of the time, that'll put a little bit of a crimp on it. We have a one really popular time is a children's auction uh, tomorrow morning. I mm-hmm. believe it's at nine thirty, and the kids get out there and you know they just keep their card up and <laughs> so it's parents pretty put, interesting. Put that down, yeah. Parents trying to put their hand down <laughs> a little bit, but it's uh, yeah. it's a pretty interesting thing to watch and. Uh, and take part in if uh, so that's that's one of the things we also have a, a sort of a pony rides and uh, goats and so on that mm-hmm. uh, we zoo, have there yeah. petting mm-hmm. zoo mm-hmm. that people can uh, that kids can take part in and all the money generated from the Mennonite relief sale in Arthur at the Auto Center we'll tell you where that is uh, goes to help those in need in the community and around the world 20% local 80% to the Mennonite Central Committee to help those in need around the world water systems emergency situations, food distribution, and health kits. The money gets where it's supposed to go and is used the way it's intended to be used. The Mennonite Relief Representative is always at the destination. So this is um, this is good stuff here. You can help 
and you know where it's going. That's right. Uh, so we encourage everybody, if you've been there before, and if you haven't been there before, uh, it's a, it's an event that's unlike any that you're likely to see here. Um, but uh, so we, we'd like to see uh, half the population down there <laughs> if we could, even though, uh, you know, the parking might overflow a little bit. So where is the auto center? OTTO Center. Just uh, on 33 there at the south edge of Arthur, if you turn south there, kind of on the main street and go south about a quarter of a mile, uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, there. And very prominent building in the location. It's used for lots of events. And uh, I, I did warn that it's not air-conditioned, but this year, certainly this evening, is going to be a wonderful time to be <laughs> there. And tomorrow it's going to warm up, but... Uh, you know, it won't get intolerable in there. It's been a challenge some years, but this year looks better than average. Well, there's lots of uh, events going on all over our community today and uh, this weekend, but this is, I think, one of those you need to get to. And like you say, do both. Do them all. We, yes. <laughs> we really appreciate the support. All right. We may have a caller for you here. Let me uh, get my screen back up. And here we go. No, this is not for the guest. Okay, very good. Well, uh, well, Emerson, is there anything else we need to know? No. no? Um, Just, uh, I appreciate very much uh, talking to you, Brian, and uh, we'd like to see a lot of people there. And this is going to be an ongoing event. Uh, we've been on the board for it for many years, and uh, <laughs> it's it continues usually this weekend in August. Uh, it, it almost always is at the same time as the Sweet Corn Festival, so... Uh, that's one way to remember it, I guess. Yeah. But come on down and uh, have some good food and make a contribution. Now, between the fireworks shows down there and this, you guys and Arthur know how to do it. I so, guess so. Yeah. Thank you very much. Professor right. Emerson Nafziger, the Mennonite Sale, Arthur Mennonite Sale, starting 4 o'clock today and tomorrow as well. And we'll come back with more after this. Yeah, the Roofing Dog, one of our sponsors, family-owned business. Corey's a graduate of Rantoul High School in the University of Illinois comprised of roofing professionals certified in roof installation. They guarantee their workmanship for the lifetime of your roof. That's real important. And the materials they use are guaranteed for 50 years. Swanson Roofing will help you with small repairs. And even if Swanson did not do your roof, they are happy to come out and give you an estimate and take a look at it. Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Some of the other uh, nations or states that uh, potentially, there's three Mexican states along the Texas border that, this author says could be states. England and Wales, they're having all kinds of trouble. That's not happening. Taiwan was one. Liberia has a history. And Cuba is the other one. And we can talk more about that maybe on Monday. That's it for today. Have a great weekend. WDWS Champaign-Urbana.